You are now listening to Gent Sports Stereo Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Fans of the Yankees and Mets. Somewhere serious just to see who's best. Looking at the NBA. Who can win out the West? Hosman Trophy winners in college playing godly. But does that translate to them holding trophies of Mr. Marty? JD and Chris Jordan Pippen with a slight twist. Rush the mound when you make a miss. They're the perfect pitch. Listen to what they say. Fuego takes for the NFL, NHL, MLB, or NBA. College too. Man to man is zone. Nickel and dime packages. Who plays better at home? Masters of their craft. Get you right for your fantasy draft. Welcome to the Gent Sports Podcast. All right. Good day and welcome to Gent Stereo Sports. How you I just doing? say that completely wrong. <laughs> Okay, let's start over. Hello and welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to us. And welcome to Gent Sports Radio. And I'm supposed to be the newbie. <laughs> That's right. We have our special guest. Uh, if you've been listening to the Gent Stereo Podcast, which is our partner uh, in our umbrella that we have, we have actually the guy we've been searching for all this whole time. We have Eric in today, filling in. They finally found me, guys. Yes, we found <laughs> Eric. That's correct. He's going to be here. and He's going to be helping out on the podcast. You'll be hearing him a lot more often, and he's going to be helping covering. What are we doing today? We're going to be talking about sports, football. Football, football in particular. Football. That's right, and we're going to be talking about fantasy football. Fantasy football. I'm going to give you my top ten rankings for each category. Gotcha. And right now, we're going to start off with our first segment, which is our fantasy football rankings based off PPR. Yep. You ready, Eric? I am born ready. I know you took a whiff of my list earlier and you had some razors some eye razors over there and i will tell you one thing uh you, you changed my mind a little bit <laughs> oh yeah now, yeah now you're thinking in a different perspective huh i am but i mean most of it's still the same um there's just a couple tweaks here and there gotcha you'll, you'll see yeah you'll see my outlandish <laughs> <laughs> my outlandish rankings it's not crazy everywhere but for certain positions it, it is kind of out out of control uh, the first position we're going to go over is QB, quarterback, the moneymaker. Speaking of moneymaker, don't you think it's time that some other players start getting paid like QBs, like Aaron Donald? I mean, that's why Aaron Donald had to report to training camp yet. <laughs> I wouldn't report either. F that. I mean, but when you really think of it, I mean, your quarterback's the one who gets you the points. True. You know what? I think I might go to work and pull an Aaron Donald. <laughs> I might call him and be like, I ain't coming in today. Oh, I definitely need to hit that. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't give me a big enough raise. I'm holding out. <laughs> <laughs> F y'all until y'all give me at least like what twenty cents more, thirty cents more. All right, give me forty cents. I need that whole dollar. If yeah, words. Let's go. Give me forty <laughs> cents. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> Let's start off with QB. So I'm gonna let you kick it off first, and All then right. when we do running backs, I'll kick it off. We'll keep switching back and forth. All right, so I'm uh, I'm gonna do ten to one. So mm-hmm. that way y'all don't just skip ahead. Gotcha. Um, all right, so number 10, I got Alex Smith. And that might come rather shock to y'all because, you know, I just started off the podcast by dissing the Redskins. But I am going to give it to Alex Smith. He's, the, he's pretty much the LeBron of the NFL. He's not the GOAT. I don't want y'all to think that. But every team he does go to, he does pretty much bring up because he went to the San Francisco Niners, brought them up, got traded. 
went to the Chiefs, brought them up. Now we're just hoping he can do the same with the Redskins because they have been lackluster of lately. So you uh, think he can take them to the playoffs? In fact, let's save that for later on segment. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex Smith does got it all. He can do it in the air. He can run it. And he really does know how to manage the clock. Like, I will say that. Like, if his coaches don't know how to do it, he definitely does. And to tap into Alex Smith for anybody putting him in the top ten, I can understand, too. He he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. Nope. You know, he may not go for the deep ball, but he's consistently not turning over the ball. And when it comes to fantasy football, that is key. Because when you throw interceptions or you get sacked and you fumble the ball, you get minus points. So yeah. keep that in mind when you're drafting your team. We're trying to make you guys money here. <laughs> exactly. Who you got at number nine? His protege, actually. Uh-oh. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. Patrick Mahomes does have a cannon as an arm. He's going to launch that. And guess what? He's going to launch it to Tyreek Hill, who's going to run his way down the field. He'll either give give it off to um Kareem Hunt or if it if it's even just a short little pass, he'll give it to Travis Kelsey. But mm-hmm. either way, Patrick Mahomes is surrounded by weapons. Gotcha. Um, next up, I got my rival, Russell Wilson. Okay. Um, only reason I got him in number eight is because he is declining, in, in my opinion. When you got a defense that is breaking down, pretty much crumbling around you, Richard Sherman just joined your number one rival. You got Earl Thomas that they didn't even want to play for the team anymore. True. The Legion of Boom is gone. So you're gonna, that means you're going to be out there a lot more running the ball because you really only got two people that you can really, like, trust. Okay. You're going to get tired by the third quarter, so you're not going to be running. So his production is going to go downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, I got Kirk Cousins. He got a new... That boy better be balling with 84 mil guaranteed. <laughs> um, you better make that money really worth it, Kurt. And, I mean, if Case Keenum can do it, Kirk Cousins can. Because Kirk Cousins had a lot less and he did a lot more. So, let's just hope Kirk Cousins can pretty much pull it. Gotcha. Um, next up, I got my own quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. What number are we at? Just so we're, we're at number six right now. Okay. So, you got Jimmy at six. Jimmy's at six. Um, he trained behind Tom Brady, one of the best who ever touched the ball. Um, and also you got him studying Kyle Shanahan's offense for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Like that, I just for those people who don't know who Kyle Shanahan is, he is the mastermind to why Matt Ryan got his MVP season. He mm-hmm. was the reason, he was the reason the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. Um, Big time. And he does still have weapons. They just picked up Jarek McKinnon. His O-line just got reinforced. And Marquise Goodwin is an Olympic athlete. Like, he was, he went to the Olympics to sprint, just in case y'all didn't know. Mm-hmm. Next up, and y'all will hate me for it, Tom Brady at number five. And I know y'all, y'all look at him and be like, oh, Tom Brady should be number one, blah, 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 but... Guys, really look at it. Tom Brady is declining. He's 41 years old. Um, he doesn't have the receiving core that he used to, even though he will get one of the, one of his pieces back um, four games in. But when you really look at it, do you really think he can 
pretty much have a replication of last season with less. I doubt it. Um, we got Matty Ice at number four. You got Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, and Calvin Ridley. That's pretty much a you got three top tier um wide receivers. You also got um two great running backs in the backfield. So he he can do it either way. He should have another another MVP caliber season. If not, you're gonna you're gonna have to give it to my top three. Which are number three, Deshaun Watson. Sad, sad to say he got injured, but he he's coming back with a vengeance. He's going to come back running, throwing to um, Will Fuller, um, DeAndre Hopkins. He'll either pass it off to Lamar Miller, but he does have the weapons to pretty much do the same thing he did last season. And hopefully, fingers crossed, he doesn't get hurt this year. Um, number two is Aaron Rodgers. Um, he did lose Jordan Nelson, but he did gain... On Jimmy Graham, and that's something you got to really look out for because if he's not passing it to Cobb, Adams, he's passing it to Graham, and that's going to be something you don't want to look at. And for those of you that don't know, they did pick up a receiver, Equinemius mm-hmm. St. Brown. He is a tall prospect. Not many people know, but um, he came from North Carolina. Yeah, he came from North Carolina, played with Deshaun Kaiser. Um, and Deshaun Kaiser, I mean, Equinemius St. Brown is the reason Deshaun Kaiser got drafted. Yeah. Um, and number one, the Wentz wagon, Carson Wentz is my number one. And I know people, people won't really agree with that just cause, you know, he just got injured. He's coming, trying to come back. He's not even playing in preseason. But when you really look at, like, what he's going to do when he comes back, he's not going to be as reckless. I mean, he wasn't even reckless before, but he's going to – this injury will humble him. And the fact that his backup, Nick Foles, got MVP of the Super Bowl, that's going to drive him to be a lot better this season. Okay. that's I, I can dig that. Out of your entire list, there's two guys you have on there that I do not have ranked. I want to hear him. I don't have Carson Wentz ranked. And, yeah, I maybe looked at crazy. And I'll tell you in a little bit why I don't. And Matt Ryan ranked. Oh, hell no. And I'll tell you that also. All right. I'm going to touch on Matt Ryan first. Because the Carson Wentz one, to, I have, it's, it's just a feeling. <laughs> the reason I don't have Matt Ryan ranked in my top ten list in why I wouldn't pick them in my top 10. Like, if I see any of these guys there first, I'm taking them before Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, every year, year in, year out, starts hot. And slowly, his fantasy numbers always go down. Yeah, you don't want him at that. It was in the first, like, five weeks, he is a top three quarterback. And then after, I think it's either week five, week eight, week seven, somewhere around there. He totally dies out, and he finishes the league outside of top 10 QBs in fantasy points. So for me, that's why I can't rank. And I trust me, I understand why some people, and I don't know, um, did ESPN rank him in the top 10? Yeah, they did. 
Like I can understand why you rank them in the top ten is because you have the weapons around them. You have Austin Hooper, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, Coleman. You mean the list goes on. Sanu, you know. But what is going on with him that he slows down? Like, see, when I draft a team in fantasy, I need consistency. I need to know a guy that's going to give me numbers in and in every game. Yeah. Because we talked about this before. A lot of times, if you get a guy that can give you, that is either out or injured for a few games, or maybe has inconsistencies where he produces low numbers one game, one game can determine if you make the playoffs or not in fantasy football, especially if you're in a very competitive league. Like, I mean, the leagues that I'm in, to be honest with you, the playoff positioning. Is not even determined until the, like the last week sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it keeps me awake at night. Yeah, like the first place team could end up either out of the playoffs or last place and not get a first round bye, based off, you know, the comp- like how the league is, and that's how it is in my leagues that I'm in. And then the second one is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz can easily be in my top ten. The only reason I do not have him right now at my top 10 is because reports as of this week have said he's not starting in the first preseason game. You tore an ACL. Yes, you are the future of this team. You are the quarterback. You are a young star. They do have to be precaution. And by them being precautious means to me you're not 100%. You could be 80%. You could be 90%, but you're not 100%. So, I don't know what I'm getting out of you going into this season. And then on top of it, it was last season was his most successful season. The season before, it was a good season, but it wasn't last season what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, two seasons ago, that was his rookie season. Exactly. So, there was no sophomore. So, we don't know where, there definitely wasn't, but we don't know coming back, especially from an ACL, where he's going to where I don't know where he's going to stand. So for me, I couldn't rank him in my top 10. For me, my top 10 goes like this. At 10, I have Matthew Stafford. Mm. Listen, the Detroit Lions will lose. <laughs> <laughs> but Stafford will get you numbers. He did it with Calvin Johnson. He's doing it without Calvin Johnson. And to be honest with you, he's been putting up better numbers without Calvin Johnson there. You got Marvin Jones Jr., no, don't speak to him. Don't speak to me about Marvin Jones. I'm telling you, he's a deep threat. He's a vertical threat. Definitely is. Golden Tate. And they finally got rid of Eric Ebron. I thought that was holding them back big time. Eric Ebron be dropping passes that I just don't understand. Marvin Jones is the reason I lost my fantasy football league. And I'm going to tell you why. You lost to him, and you know who his quarterback is? My no, number 10 ranked. No, like I, I had him. And oh, I, I lost because of him because I had faith in him. The same faith you had. Uh, well, I listen. Marvin Jones is not on my top ten, <laughs> but Matthew Stafford puts up fantasy points consistently in and out. Number nine, I have Kirk Cousins because listen, you came from Washington. You had you had Jordan uh, Jordan Reed injury prone, barely plays any a whole. Doesn't I don't, when was the last time he played a whole season? I don't even think he's played a whole season yet. Three seasons ago, actually. Maybe even four. I don't even think it was that far. And then uh, Terrell Pryor, who I had so much high hopes for last year, 
because I drafted him the year before when he was on Cleveland and he killed for me. Yep. And I thought he would kill with Kurt, but it didn't happen. And they were still winning games. You know, Kurt can was still producing for you somewhat. So with the talent that's around him in Minnesota, I to me that's why I have him at nine. I, he, he's better put up numbers. So if not, he's gonna make me. I'm gonna hit him up on his Twitter and just get at him and be like, "I'll never put you in top ten ever in my life again." Um, number eight, Patrick Mahomes, aka Patty. You got the weapons. You need to produce. Like I understand you're a rookie, man, but like you said, Tyreek Hill. Kelsey, forget Kelsey dump off. You could still throw it deep to Kelsey, and Kelsey, you make it happen. You you could, you know what? You line him up at a tight end, and you have him motion out as a wide receiver. You could do that. He's got all the talent around him. Kareem Hunt, everybody. They just got Sammy Watkins. Let's just hope the pressure doesn't get to him. I well, I, this is how I feel. When you're under Andy Reid as a QB, you're fine. I feel as a quarterback under Andy Reid, you'll be fine. Just Andy Reid's never been able to get over that hump of getting out of the NFC or AFC championships, or it's just not even the first game. Can't get it to the to the finals. But Andy Reid always has successful seasons, and look at all his quarterbacks under him. They have been successful, so that's why I got Patrick at eight, and I think he'll be fine. He'll do good. Number seven, I got Russell Wilson. <sighs> I don't. I never pick Russell Wilson in any of my fantasy teams. I, I think I did it once, and I I live to regret it. Oh no! Actually, his rookie season, oh. I picked him up because my quarterback got hurt in the playoffs, and he scored fifty points in that in a playoff game, and I won by one point. <laughs> and I ended up going to the championship game because of that, and I won. So that was the only year I had Russell Wilson on my team, and. He came through, and he deservedly deserves to be in the top ten because he puts up numbers. I understand you feel he's he's going to decline because you know he's going to be tired, he's going to be out on the field more. But for some of these quarterbacks, the more they're on the field, the more opportunity they get. You know, sometimes these quarterbacks to beat them, you got to keep them off the field. You know, I think he's one of those quarterbacks that you got to try and keep off the field as much as possible. Especially if he's healthy. If he's not healthy, you want to keep him on the field. But now that he's healthy and, you know, he's been well-rested, he had that injury last year, I think he's going to do well. He doesn't have the the weapons, but I think the difference factor that's going to help him this year is finally that running staff, that running back committee over there. Running back by committee. Hmm. I was thinking about that terminology, and I couldn't figure it out when <laughs> we were talking earlier off the air. Uh, but now it finally came to me. That running back by committee is actually healthy, and they have some good running backs. Porset, uh, what's his name? Promise, C- CJ Promise, something like oh, that. Precise, is- precise. Yes, thank you. Uh, and all those guys, I think they're gonna, you know, do what they need to do to contribute. And Russell will have a good season because of that. Now you're gonna have to respect the run game. It ain't Marshawn Lynch, but I think you're gonna have to respect the run game when it comes to them. Number six, I got Jimmy Gar- Garoppolo. Yes. Jimmy, I think, is going to have a really good year. Um, You saw what he did when he just got on the team. Did I? (laughs) Well, yeah, of course you did. You're a 49ers fan, basically. Uh, But, yeah, uh, he's got a lot of weapons around him. 
And even without all those, he didn't have a lot of those weapons last year, and he still balled out those few games when he got traded to San Francisco. So I think he's somebody to watch closely. He's somebody you, some a, a team might want to draft, not like early one two, but maybe like five six rounds if he's still hanging around. You might want to pick him up around that time period. And then now to my top five, number five, you didn't rank him. I ranked them because this year they are going to be passing that ball. I'm going with Drew Brees. I respect it. I respect it. Telling you right now, Ingram's going to get less snaps, less touches. Kamara's going to be getting a lot more touches, which is going to lead to a lot more screen passes, a lot more dump offs to the running back from the QB. And I'm telling you right now, Drew Brees is going to have a good season. Hands down. Number four, I got Tom Brady. Um, to be honest with you, Tom would probably be in my top three if it wasn't for my guys that I have at one and two um, and three. But the reason I got Tom four and I have him high is he's got a lot of red zone weapons. And what I mean by that, other than Gronkowski, you got a lengthy vertical wide receiver in Kenny Britt who's very tall and very athletic, who can, you can throw it up there and he'll get it. Uh, you got Chris Hogan coming back, who I think is very good, and he'll be perfectly fine. Um, and then after four weeks, you got Edelman. You know what I'm saying? So he's, he's slated to still perform well offensively. And I know you said he's getting old. He's going to decline. He has to decline. But for me, Tom Brady is on that level where he's produced so consistently and you're waiting for the decline that it's not there, that you just have to rank him high just because he hasn't declined. And you, he, you have to draft him in top five of quarterbacks. Maybe even top three for some people, because it, you you have to see him do bad in order to kick him out of that in, of that category or that area of and, rankings. And that's why I gave him the respect. I put him top five, but higher than five, I can't do. <laughs> yeah, I I got him at four. On uh, number three, I got Aaron Rodgers. I got him there because just like Stephen A. says, that dude's a bad man. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. But I can't put him in one and two for two reasons. One, Jimmy Graham. I don't know, man. One, when has Aaron Rodgers really had a successful tight end or really, really had that connection with a tight end? Never has. Nope. They've had guys like Jared Cook, Martellius Bennett last year. Bennett had a great year the year before with New England. Yep. And had a great year with the Bears the year before that. And then all of a sudden goes to Green Bay and plays the worst of his career. I mean, it's because they had Jordan Nelson. But even at that, when Jordy Nelson was out, he don't have Jordy Nelson now. And for me, Jordy Nelson was that connection he always had. Jordy Nelson could be covered on an inside slant and... If Rodgers saw this and Nelson knew this, they knew automatically, curl up, throw to my back shoulder, and I'm right there, and I'll get it, you know? So that, that, that was the, that was, that's the difference factor, and that's why I can't have him in my top two. 
but he's still top three because, like, Stephen A., he's a bad man. You can't disregard that dude, and he still got Cobb, Devontae, all those guys around him and stuff like that. And then at two, I got Deshaun Watson because, boy, he was balling out his mind before he got hurt. Balling. And I think he's still going to come out the gates balling out his mind because what he was doing, that's what he was doing, what you saw on that field was not no fluke. And he didn't do it for just one game either. Did it consistently. He did it consistently for the little bit of games he played. But that's that's the kind of quarterback he was known for coming out of the draft. And that's what he showed when they inserted him in the game. It's because he had me a Khalifa in his corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then my number one, which you didn't rank this guy at all. And we talked about this earlier. Cam Newton. Oh, hell no. <laughs> you will never talk me into this. <laughs> uh, okay. If, I understand. This is... I sat here and I told Eric why I believe Cam Newton can be the number one and why I have him ranked as number one. And you guys would find him just as crazy. (laughs) So what I was telling Eric is, one, you have a healthy Cam Newton versus last year, very unhealthy. Two, we all know Cam is known for starting off slow and then he picks up. And remember, this is a full season. But this year, I feel Cam is going to come out the gates running. The reason being, a lot of pressure is on Cam. And Cam performs better under pressure. And remember before this shoulder injury, what he was doing that year where they went to the Super Bowl. Trust me, I know. I used to be a Cam Newton fan. Not many people know that. But I saw his game when um, when he won in Auburn. His, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, dang, this man's going to be a bad man. And he was. But then he let me down because how do you get shut out in the Super Bowl? How do you go from a, what was it, a 15 You know who got destroyed in the Super Bowl? Don't say it. I will. You want to say it or you going to make me say it? Say it. Peyton Manning. And he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, granted, he was at the end of his career. But he played the best defense that year. And who did Cam play? The best defense in football that year. You remember when the Giants played the Baltimore Ravens? You remember who the Baltimore Ravens running back was? Nah, who was it? Jamal Lewis. You remember that year? Yeah. Yeah, now. You remember remember who their quarterback was? Mm, No, I don't. No, you don't. Neither do I. I'd have to look this up just to remember. Nobody would. Because their quarterback was trash. But they had the number one defense. Defense be winning the games. Defense wins the championship. You remember that year with Warren Sapp and the Tampa Bay Bucks against the Oakland Raiders? Oakland never made it back to the Super Bowl. To be honest with you, they've struggled since. (laughs) They could have made it two years ago. Sad. Sad. But But do you know who won that Super Bowl? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And what did they have? Number one defense in the league. That was the year um, Gruden got traded, right? Yeah. <laughs> From Oakland to, <laughs> to Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> that was the funny part. So, you can't disregard Cam just because of that. The reason I got Cam at number one, other than those points that I just gave you, he can get you touchdowns in a game in the air with Funches, who had a great season last year. 
Greg Olson's back and he's healthy. And then not only that, if they're in the red zone five yards and in, you know Christian McCafferty is not getting no touchdowns. <laughs> you know Cam is running that in. So he can get you TDs on the ground and in the air. So for me, that's the reason why I bumped him that high. A healthy Cam, the opportunities he will have. It's Fantasy-wise, it's, it's an opportunity you got to be willing to take. But you put him over the GOAT, Tom Brady. Listen, if you had a farm, would you have one goat or would you have many goats? I'm looking at three, two goats and one possible goat. Uh, Exactly. So it it don't matter where I rank the goat or your other goat (laughs) or the little sheep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you right now, Cam is in for a really good season. Just um, that's what I feel. That's why I, I see it. NFL play. We just got an update. NFL players who could be traded before week one. Interesting. And it looks like Khalil Mack, number one. <laughs> Possibly. who's He's been holding out along with uh, Aaron Donald. But Aaron Donald won't get traded. You got to be crazy to trade Aaron Donald. Pay these men. <laughs> yeah. I understand they want quarterback money, but maybe it's time for the quarterback to not be the only one receiving that money, in my opinion. A lot of defensive players change games like quarterbacks can change the game very quickly. But anyways, let's let's go into our quarterback sleepers. Who do you got as your sleeper and quarterback? Tyrod Taylor. There we go. We both agree on that one. I know I know you were you wanted to put Baker Mayfield in there with him, and I understand, but I just hope you know he may play only one or two games. I mean that's fine, but he's still gonna ball out that those one or two games. I promise you. You know why he's going to play those one or two games? To give Tyrod some rest. No. Because it's going to be week 15 and no week 14 and that's when they're going to Cleveland's going to finally be eliminated from playoff position. They're not going to be eliminated week 8. <laughs> Cleveland has a good enough team and this is my honest opinion. Tyrod Taylor has always produced in fantasy. Oh yeah, I keep, I keep he, him up. he will finish in the top ten in fantasy and points because he'll put up double digit numbers week every week for you, and he did that with a Buffalo Bills. And for the, for, for those of you that don't know, another reason why I got Tyrod Taylor as an honorable mention, that man does not turn over the ball. I mean, you he might get one interception every now and then, but he gets a few here and there. He he has his games, and this is why he always ends up getting taken out for a game or two, which you might see Baker because of that. You'll have a bad game here or a bad game there. But at the end of the day, <laughs> he can produce for you consistently, and now he's got the weapons around him, basically. So I agree with you as far as sleeper pick. Tyron Taylor, if, if he's in there still late, Early, whenever you want. If maybe your top three, five, four are gone and you don't really know about six, seven, eight, nine, or ten, pick Tyrod Taylor. He's going to get you points. This is Fantasy is about points. <laughs> That's how you get the Ws, how much points your players can accumulate. So we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to get into our running back rankings. That's going to be very interesting. <laughs> That's actually the one you had me change on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Did you change Ezekiel Elliott's spot? Uh, no. He's actually in the same spot. 
Oh, okay. So then everybody, you're still going to hate me along with everybody else, huh? Uh, yeah, most likely. <laughs> All right. Well, keep tuning in, and you'll find out where I place Ezekiel Elliott. We'll be right back. The best piece of advice I have for someone trying to succeed in the film industry or any creative space is if you're doing what everyone else is doing, you're doing it wrong. And welcome back. This is our, what, third recording because the recorder stopped on us? Third take. Third take. Third take. Yeah. Effing third take. <laughs> welcome back. We're going to go through our running backs again. And I'm going to pay attention to the recorder. Wait. So it recorded, it recorded the first one, but not the Yeah, it recorded back? the first one. Okay. God bless. Because I'm not going through quarterbacks <laughs> again. So welcome back. Uh, we had some uh, malfunctioning issues with our recorder. And I just went through my whole running back list. And realize it was not recording America. I'm so sorry. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, let me give you my rundown of running backs again. This time it is recording. Um, I know, Eric, I'm going to say this again. You were looking at me crazy. You still were looking <laughs> at me crazy. And you're going to be like, God damn it. I'm going to continue to look at you crazy. Third time. I'm yeah. still looking at him crazy. Exactly. So uh, I'm going to run through this quicker. Uh, at number 10, I got Delvin Cook, Minnesota, De- respectively. McKinnon's not on the team anymore. McKinnon's in the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. This, I mean, only a high ceiling for Delvin Cook, you know. Um, Number nine, I got Melvin Gordon. Can't disregard him, but the reason I have him there at number nine instead of anywhere higher on the rankings it comes down to injury prone. Last year, he played the whole season, but he's been hurt before that you don't know was last year a fluke with being injury free. You know, was that that is that what really happened? So we'll see now. But he's definitely capable of giving you the points you need, whether it's running the ball or receiving in a PPR league and stuff like that. That's why I have him ranked nine because we're ranking according to PPR. Number eight, this is where the controversy starts, and it's still recording. Okay, thank God. Eric's really Eric's gonna go home with like with a headache because of this. What I where I got this guy at? My number eight ranking is Ezekiel Elliott. Ugh. Oh hell no! I know Eric's tired of hearing why I got him ranked at eight. Bruh. But let me just tell you real quickly. It never makes sense either way he puts it. You don't have Des Bryant. You don't have Jason Witten. Dak Prescott throws 50 to 60% of the time to Jason Wynn. Who the hell do you have as tight end? And then you replace Des Bryant with Hearns. Let me ask you something. You're a safety, right? On that field, they're lined up. I'm asking you, Eric, Mm -hmm. and you're going to answer this damn question. All right. I know it's not going to change your mind, but you answer this question. You see... uh, you see Hearns lined up with your cornerback, and then you see Ezekiel Elliott in that backfield. Are you going to cheat and play on Ezekiel Elliott on a possible run, or are you going to help your corner on Austin Hearns? On Hearns. Okay, so if I'm if I'm be real with you, yeah, depending on who my corner is, I'll probably I'll probably like do a zone. 
I'm probably gonna hit a zone because if it's uh if it's Allen Hearns one on one with a corner, that corner might get blown out. So just just after precaution, I'll probably still hit a zone because that way either way Zeke gotta come to me, and Allen Hearns still gotta so come. So you're to playing me. Zeke. You're respecting the fact that Ezekiel Elliott's on that backfield. Yeah, you're more you worried. You're more worried about Zeke than your than Hearns. Yeah, you always got to be more worried about Zeke. But either okay. way, I mean, so you don't have you, you don't have Des Bryant to worry about, especially in red zone. You don't have Witten to worry about, especially in red zone. Listen, I'm not ranking him twenty or thirty, like I said for the third time. But I mean, you want you might as but well. But he's in my top ten. He's eight. But then look, when you hear the rest of my list, you can maybe understand why I have that kind of a ceiling for him and I have higher ceilings for other people that I have ahead of him that people may not put ahead of him. I'm saying he's still going to have a good season, but it's just going to be a little bit more limited, I feel. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. And I don't mean limited in like less touches. He's still going to get a lot of touches. That's why I have him ranked in the top 10. It's just he's it's going to be a little bit more of a struggle. Look at look at Gurley two years ago with the Rams in his second season. Mm-hmm. What did they do? With Gurley? Yeah. What did defenses do? They paid more attention to him. They stacked the box. Exactly. They yeah. paid more attention to him. And what kind of season did Gurley have? Not a great one. Not even a top 10. Not even a top 15. Shoot. I drafted him in one of my leagues that year, and I dropped him. That's how bad of a season he was doing. He couldn't even get you over, I think it was seven or eight points a game. Nope. It was that bad. But Now, I mean, me ranking him eighth, I'm not saying he's going to play that bad because they have a tremendous offensive line to get him up the field. But it's going to be a struggle. It's not going to be as easy as it is before. They are going to force Dallas to pass more. That's just my honest opinion. I know, I know, I, you think I'm crazy and you don't agree with me, and that's fine. You fucking crazy man! You sound insane. Do you realize that? I know there's going to be a lot of people listening that are not going to agree with me, and that's fine. I told you that bitch crazy. That's just my prediction. At number seven, I got Kareem Hunt, which you also have a problem with. And I told you it's PPR ranking based. I actually came to terms with that one. Oh, now you came to terms with that one? Why? My, my rankings didn't change, but I came to terms with it. You were uh, right. I mean. They, they don't really pass to the running back a lot, which surprises me in an Andy Reid offense. But it doesn't surprise me because when you got Tyreek Hill, you just signed Sammy Watkins. You have Kelsey. Why do you need to pass it to the, to the running back? Just let him run. Just let him be run, a running back. You know what I'm saying? So those are the, that's why I got him at seven. So he's very touchdown dependent. He will still continue to get his touchdowns in the red zone. They're going to just hand it off to him. He's going to pound it in there. But the other plus side about having a Kareem Hunt and why you want to look into drafting him, I brought up he doesn't fumble. Well, he fumbled once last year, and I believe he either fumbled once or never fumbled in college. We gotta, we'll look that up later on and check it out, but... For a running back, like that's very rare in a running back nowadays. It is, it is. So but I mean, those are the reasons why I have him at seven, and some people may have him early. Some people will respect my decision. 
Um, at number six, I got Leonard Fournette. We talked about this. That dude is scary. <laughs> he's walking around camp. He's walked around all summer. How? With a do-rag, y'all. A do-rag. And no hair. He's got no hair. If you got no hair and you rocking a do-rag, you trying to get waves on your head <laughs> without hair? like. And plus, he's lost 15 to like 25 pounds or something like that. And he doesn't have that lingering foot injury. He's coming for it, y'all. He's geared up for a good year. and it, So that's why I got him at six. At five, I say Quan Barkley. I mean, he's got a high ceiling, and it only gets easier because when you got Odell Beckham Ingram on your team, you have to respect the pass. Eli Manning is not that great at passing, I feel, anymore. But, I mean, now he's got a run game, so he's got to perform Eli. So I just feel it's nothing but a high ceiling for Saquon Barkley. And at four, David Johnson. Come on. People got to remember David Johnson. Yeah, he was out all season last year, but he was the best running back two years ago. He was the number one running back in fantasy two years ago. And he's coming back, and they got Sam Bradford, which is an upgrade at quarterback versus, uh, what's his name, Palmer, Carson Palmer. And you still got Fitzgerald, who still got it. I mean, you can't do nothing with those hands, catch anything. And then, I mean, come on. Like, the the team is still the same. It's just upgraded at quarterback, which actually works out for David Johnson better. And then at two, I got out. No, three. I almost skipped three. How can I forget this dude? I got Todd Gurley. You know, he's still great. You know, some people may have him ranked two. I have him ranked three. Uh, the only reason I have him ranked three is because my rank two, I feel, is going to get a lot more touches than his running back by committee that they did last year. And not only that, he's a PP, in a PPR league. This is valuable. He catches out of the backfield. My number two is Alvin Kamara. So if Alvin Kamara is going to, who I predict is going to get more touches than Ingram, and he does catch out of the backfield, and he's explosive, I think he's primed to have a better season than Gurley, which is why I have him at two. And my number one is you can't pass this guy up regardless. Le'Veon Bell. And there it is, y'all. There it is. Le'Veon Bell, hands down, last year in Pittsburgh, told Pittsburgh through Twitter, I'm out after this season. What do you think they're going to do? You're going to run him to the ground. So, there's my top 10. Let's get yours. So, we got some. Ezekiel Elliott's at 10 for him. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. He definitely doesn't have him at 10. So, we we got some similarities. But some are, like, drastically different. What was Zeke for you? Zeke was eight. All right. All right. All right. So, number 10, I got Christian McCaffrey. I don't even have him ranked. <laughs> But give us your reason why you got him ranked. Because you have a good reason. And I understand, basically. So, Christian McCaffrey is... Let me remind you, this is a PPR league. So, Christian McCaffrey is a dual back. He can run the ball and he can catch the ball. He's pretty much a receiver, actually. Um, well, you have to be when Cam runs all the time. Exactly. <laughs> so, when you got Christian McCaffrey running the ball, it's going to get you... A good amount of points, but then when you also got um, Cam Newton faking a run to then pass it to Christian McCaffrey, 
I think they did that against the Packers, which he actually got a touchdown out of it. He'll actually stack up some points. I'm not saying he's going to get 30 points a game, but he will get you some decent fantasy points that will come in crucial. So I just want to clarify. You see Cam passing it to Christian McCaffrey and getting touchdowns, right? Yeah. You see him passing it to Funches and getting touchdowns, right? Do I see from last year or this, this year coming? This season coming up? No, not really. You don't see him throwing touchdown passes to Funches? Not, to Christian, fun- not McCaffrey. I'm talking about Cam. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see Cam doing it to Funches, but. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Okay, how about Greg Olson? Yes. Okay. And you see Cam running in, in for touchdowns over Chris. He wouldn't be Cam if he didn't. And that's why I have him ranked number one. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Keep going. What's your number nine? Anyway, number <laughs> nine is Alvin Kamara. Okay. And I know he's pretty low for some of y'all. God damn it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh but if you can put... over here and stood next to me. If you can put Zeke at, at number eight, I'm pretty sure I can put Cameron at hey, number nine. That Hey, it's a free country. <laughs> but the only reason I got um, Kamara at number nine is just because he's splitting the backfield with um, Ingram. So you got that to worry about. And then you also got Drew Brees wanting to air that ball out. Um, but he will get a lot of touches. Um, he, he probably will get more touches than Ingram. And he will get some receiving yards, a lot more than McCaffrey will. But he is a good um, choice at number nine. Eight, I got Dalvin Cook. Because you got Kirk Cousins there now. And I've, um, you got Thielen and Stephon Diggs on, on either side of the field. So, you, you know, they will, Kirk Cousins will throw it to them. But when you got a play action running or when you got a fake coming, who you're going to hand it off to Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook can catch. I don't know if you guys seen him in um, FSU, but that man can ball. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, next up, you got Leonard Fournette. Mostly, I did it because this man intimidated me with his um, wannabe waves. <laughs> but that um, do rag brought you back to the nineties. <laughs> like, wait a minute, is that the guy on the do rag cover? It's been Leonard Fournette this whole time. <laughs> but Leonard Fournette will be a dangerous man this season. Um, he's he's gonna run that ball downfield, and with Blake Bortles being still so inconsistent, I don't see him throwing it that far. So he's probably just going to do a dump off to um, Fournette, will, which will count as a reception. So receptions plus some yardage, he's going to get you at least 30 points a game, guaranteed. Um, next up, I got my boy Jarrett McKinnon. Um, reason I got my boy Jet McKinnon is because this man not only runs the ball, but this man catches it, he blocks it, he does whatever it, whatever he needs to do in order to make sure his team is successful. And in in all, that will make sure he gets more touches, more runs, more everything. Um, okay. Next up, I got Saquon Barkley at number five. Mm-hmm. I think we got him ranked we the same. We both got him ranked yep. the same at five. So I got him ranked at five just because, you know, Odell is there. You got Evan Ingram there. Mm-hmm. So And this man, Saquon Barkley, can still catch. He's pretty much a big wide receiver. Um, and then also when he's running it, he's he's not going to be taken down by just one guy. He needs to be taken down by multiple men because he is a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, polar opposite of um my boy here, 
I got Ezekiel Elliott at number four. I understand. I ain't mad. But I'm just saying. Elliott is going to be at four just because his rookie year, all... When I when I caught myself watching Cowboys games, he was running it. Like he, I barely saw Dak pass, but he would run it a bunch, and it got to the point that offenses started to see like, I mean defenses started to see like yeah they're gonna run it this play, and sure enough they did, mm-hmm. but guess who stopped them? Nobody. He still ran it, got plenty of touchdowns. He. He became that premier person. So I, I have no doubt that with a full season under his belt, he's going to do it again. Gotcha. Um, number three, I got David Johnson. Just because, like you said, that man is a dangerous man. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's a dangerous man who, honestly, I think he he was, he did a lot. It was him and Ezekiel Elliott that kept going back and forth. And at the end of the day, David Johnson got it. Yeah, well, and plus last year with the injury, that was a freak accident. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened. I actually picked up David Johnson, and I was, I actually cried myself to sleep the day he got injured. <laughs> I stood away from him last year in the draft. <laughs> I think I jinxed it because I told people were like, I think I had the second or third pick, and in one of them, that was a league that I actually took Kareem Hunt because I had Le'Veon Bell already as a keeper. For the for those of you that don't know, I got the first overall pick and I picked up David Johnson. Yeah, no, the Did first per the pick somebody picked somebody else. No, no, this was in a keeper league because somebody had David Johnson as a keeper. This was another league, and I did not pick David Johnson, and I had the second pick, and I avoided him, and I took Cream Hunt. I don't know why in that in that draft I took Cream Hunt as my second pick in the first round. It was so bad, and people were like, "Yo, bro!" And David Johnson got picked as the third pick, and and people were like, well, why did you not pick David Johnson? I was like, I don't know. He's on this new eating program where he's gone vegan and he's not eating meat anymore. So he lost a lot of weight. I just have a feeling he's going to get hurt. <laughs> and, and what happened? He, he got and hurt. He did. <laughs> so I think I jinxed him. Sorry, David. Uh, so I apologize. But this year you're going to have a good season. If I see you in that draft, I'm taking you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number two, I got Todd Gurley. Okay. Um. I don't know. Something's telling me that Todd Gurley's number is going to change, but something else is telling me he's going to say the same. If not, it's going to get better because you, their offensive line got a little bit better. Um, Jared Goff is finally in his own skin. He's he's mm-hmm. comfortable. He understands like this is his team. Um, but I mean, Marcus Peters might take that away from him. Um, I don't know. Jared Goff is a beast. Now he is. I don't know. His first year had me. It was under Fisher, though. Look who Fisher had as his quarterbacks before Goff. Keenum and Nick Foles. <laughs> and what happened? Keenum took Minnesota to the playoffs to face against who? Nick Foles, who was a backup for the Eagles. And Nick Foles won a Super Bowl with MVP. And Crazy. Keenum's now in Denver with a lucrative contract for a player of his stature. Crazy. So it's I'm crazy. telling you, Jerry Goff is there to stay. I say it. Lewis Reddick says it on ESPN. I'm telling you, Jared Goff is there to stay. And if Lewis Reddick says it, it's true. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So who you got number one after you pressed me so hard about me having him at number one? 
Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't. I. He. He taught me some reports. He showed me some reports. And I did not know that Bell was gonna get ran into the ground. Pretty much. <laughs> the only reason I, I had his Twitter account. <laughs> only re- I had him at number four originally, mm-hmm. and the reason I had him at four was because I felt like he was. I felt like Ben was going to start throwing it a lot more to A.B. And then this new sensation, Juju Smith-Schuster. Cause I actually think Juju, he's not going to have a bad season, but his numbers are going to go down. I feel like they're, they're going to go up. No. I, I feel they're going to, they're, it's going to be a, sl- a slight decline, not major. You know, he's still, in my eyes, running back two or three, depending how deep your league is and teams and stuff like that. But I don't think he's going to have as a progressive season because they're going to be running the ball a lot more, I feel, than what they normally do. Here's why I think I'm going to have – I think Juju's going to have a better season, even though, like, we're on running backs now. If he starts to have one, I'm going to steal his bike. (laughs) Just to cause problems. (laughs) Just to worry him, and maybe he'll start declining. Tell me, are you going to put Antonio – Antonio Brown in double coverage. Antonio Brown is always in double coverage, and he still catches the ball. Okay, but but you are, right? Uh, and if he still catches the ball, you're going to stop throwing it to Antonio Brown in double coverage? Of course not. But, okay, so. But let me let me finish. And they just signed Vance McDowell. <laughs> but if you also have Le'Veon Bell, who you know is going to start running a lot more, you're also going to put an extra body on him, right? Le'Veon Bell is starting game one. When was the last time Le'Veon Bell started game one? That's been a grip. Exactly. <laughs> but again, but you are going to put more bodies on Le'Veon Bell. That That's going to give you... Do you think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to go wide open down the field unguarded? I'm not saying wide open, but your best player, your, your best corner, your best safety is not going to be on Juju. Yeah, hands down, I agree with that because you got Antonio Brown on the other end, and Juju is fast. I listen, and he can juke. I'm he not can saying do all he's the moves. having a bad season. I'm just saying you might see his numbers a little bit lower, and what I mean by that is total yardage, and um, what do you call it? Uh, pass attempts. So how many passes go towards his direction, and his yardage will be a little bit lower. Basically, that's, that's all I'm saying. All right. When Ben has a good tight end and they just got Vance McDowell and he's pretty decent. We dropped him for a reason. You dropped him because you guys have a pretty damn good young guy. And what is his name? Skittles? Uh, I, I know mean, it's Kittles. I was just playing. <laughs> uh, Taste the rainbow. He, I think he'll have a decent season. And I, I, w- I, would, dr- I would drop a player or release or trade a player like Vance McDowell to grow a younger player like that with a young team. You know, that's the only way you're going to build the... Look at what Seattle did. San Francisco 49ers going to the Super Bowl 2020. I don't... Oh, that's right. We're still in 2018. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. But, um... Listen, I... We're not even on wide receivers and we're that goddamn talking about a wide receiver. Juju is still going to have good numbers. I just see certain things slightly declining, certain stats. All right, and if you say so. But 
again, I don't think it's he's 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 still gonna put up fantasy points. Don't get me. I'm not saying he's not putting up fantasy points. When he puts up more fantasy points, I'm gonna be looking at my phone for. Uh, oh yeah, you know, you were right. We're gonna start a new segment. We stick it on the board or stick it something. We're gonna put. We're gonna place like just like regular bets, and we're gonna put it on little sticky notes. And then at the end of the season, we're gonna go back and see because we got Ezekiel Elliott. In what production, where he's going to end in fantasy production-wise. And now we got Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster. And we got this Cam Newton ordeal. And each and every single time, I will come out victorious. We'll see. All right. We'll see. We're going to visit these off the air. And then we're going to announce these bets next time. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll see what happens at the end of the season. But we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to get into our next uh our next group, which uh, I believe it's wide receivers we're doing. Wide receivers. And you said we're only going to do top five? Yeah. That's fine. We'll do top five wide receivers, top five tight ends. We'll see you guys in a little bit. We're going to take a break and see you in a bit. And welcome back. Welcome to Gent Sports. We just took a little break. I went to go have some Kool-Aid. I think I finished the Kool-Aid before we even started this segment. <laughs> That's crazy. That that just shows you how thirsty I am. You know, not as thirsty as uh, Cam Newton will be. When he's on the sideline. Who's going to replace Cam Newton in a quarterback? Anyone. I could do it. You're just a damn Cam Newton hater. Let's just be fair. We got a couple haters. Carolina Panda, this is me officially saying I can be your quarterback. And I will efficiently play with the ball. You know what? Let me not say that. Yeah. I will officially distribute the ball and make sure you guys get a Super Bowl title. Yeah, you don't want to hold on to that ball because you don't want to get hit. Yeah, we know that. You ain't Cam. <laughs> All right, and we're back, and uh, we had a little pause there. My dog needed some water, so I went and tapped on the bowl to alert <laughs> us, like like a phone notification. And you heard like a little ding, 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 and like what? Whose phone is going off? This security dog is so smart. Never yeah. met a dog smarter. Hey, there's a few, but he is really smart. Anyways, we're back, and we are going through wide receivers and tight ends. Which one we want to do first? Uh, let's hit up wide receivers because, you know, everybody loves wide receivers. Got you. We're going to give you our top five wide receivers as long, and along with our top five tight ends. You want to go first on the wide receivers and I'll go first on the tight ends? Yeah. Let's All right. It. We're going to knock out wide receivers first. What do you got, Eric? All right. So, my our, we're already off to a decent start. Except um, for my Ezekiel Elliott 8 and Cam Newton 1. <laughs> <laughs> Just being real. You said it wasn't that great. Uh Dang. So, for number five, I got, I couldn't choose between the two. Um, given that it's a PPR league, mm-hmm. I put either Marquise Goodwin as number five. Wow. Now, I'm going to look at you insane. <laughs> like, okay. 
score. Why, why, first of all, why do you even have Marquise? Before you give us the other person, why do you even have Marquise Goodwin at five? If you look at what he did last season with Jimmy Garoppolo, he he put up some big numbers. Okay. At first he didn't because, you know, who counts it as what was it, Brian Hoyer? Like, I used to think he was going to do some stuff, but Brian Hoyer was not the guy. Mm-hmm. And once Jimmy got in there and actually built that chemistry with Marquise and understood yeah. how fast Marquise is, and after a whole off season training camp, they've been they've been doing some work, and okay. I'm I'm sure people don't watch the training camp like I do, but I watch everybody's training camp, and I haven't seen a connection like I've seen Marquise and Jimmy, like that connection okay. is good. Gotcha. Who do you got at number? Oh well, you had a tie with fifth, Trent Taylor. Okay. And the reason I have that, too, is because that connect. Like, the Niners have built a family. They didn't, Jesus, he's got Niners at five. They, <laughs> they, didn't build, they didn't build a team. They built a family. Okay. And so the connection between Marquise and Trent and on um, Jimmy and Trent is just amazing. I mean, Trent is legit like that catch-and-go type of player. And so on a PPR, Trent Taylor will get you at least 15 points. Gotcha. And you're making these decisions based off the fact that you're not a fan. Yep. Straight. But that they're running a Kyle Shanahan offense. Exactly. And they're going to throw the living daylights out of this ball. Exactly. There you go. Just so no, so people will understand, because we already know you're a 49ers fan. I don't want people getting mixed up like, oh, well, he's choosing because of the 49ers. No. Trust me, you got that. I know. If I, if I wanted to do a, a straight Niners one, you would have seen... Jerick McKinnon, number one for running backs, and Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> number one. Exactly. But it, it's like we talked earlier, me and Eric, and it was you got Kyle Shanahan, and look at the teams under Kyle Shanahan. Look at the receiving, look at the running backs, look at how the quarterback is also used. Like, there's a high ceiling for the 49ers this year, and a lot of people may not see it, but if you do watch football and see what they're doing over there in San Francisco – they can make some noise in that division that is very, very weak, except for the Rams. Yep. We're, we're making a comeback because the Niners used to be the franchise. There we go. So what do you got at number four? Number four, I got Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> and All right. I already told you why I had Juju. Yeah, we four. already went into that. So we'll just, <laughs> just go to number we'll three. We'll just go to three. <laughs> I got Julio Jones at number three. Really? Yes. Okay. And I know last season was pretty much a bust for him. I think every season has been. Yeah, I mean, good. Two, but two, missing something. Two seasons ago, I mean, when when they had Shanahan, he was fine. Like he was good. Well, no, no. I just in general, he's going to get you a lot of fantasy points. He's not in my top five. He's number six actually on oh. my list. Um, he will get you yardage and he will get you fantasy points that way. But a, two things. Along with the decline of Matt Ryan comes the, along the decline of Julio Jones. So as the season progresses, instead of having that consistency in the beginning of the season, towards the end of the season, you have that inconsistency. You'll have that 30-point game and then an 8-point game. Yeah. It's a lot of inconsistency. So that's the one factor. And then factor number two, they don't 
throw him the football in end zone situations. Every year, I look at, like, I'll read reports, I'll read newspaper articles from certain teams in their states and things like that to see what's going on. And every year, it's always like, oh, we're going to get Julio the ball in the end zone. Yes, he's going to get red zone touches. We're going to draw out plays for him to score and get in the end zone. And what happens? He is a prime ride receiver with low touchdown rate. Yep. So, for me, that's why I have him out of my top five and at six on my rankings, basically. But you have a good enough. I, I respect your reason for having him where? Four? Three? Three. 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 Yeah. All right. So, number two, I got Tyreek Hill. Okay. And I feel like that's that's someone you want to make sure you pick up if you have the chance just because you got Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. who can toss the ball deep and he will get Tyreek that ball. Mm-hmm. And also, you also got to remember – you're not. You're no one on that Kansas City Chiefs team is gonna get double teamed, because mm-hmm. there's too many threats to to be like, oh, let's um double team Tyreek, because they will they will make you regret it. Mm-hmm. And number one, he's on the cover of Madden 19, <laughs> Antonio Brown. I was gonna say, man, if you don't have Antonio Brown at number one, now that you can't look at me at crazy for <laughs> Cam Newton, bro. <laughs> Antonio Brown will get you some major points. He will get in that end zone. He, pfft. the name, the name says it, says it all. I don't even have to explain myself. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. All right, so let me give you my five, and respectably respect your five. But if we were to put my five against your five, they would destroy them. Oh. Let's put it like that. So at five, I got Keenan Allen from the San Diego Chargers. And I know some people like to sit there and say, oh, he's injury prone. Listen, you can be injury prone and then there's freak accidents. And last season, he finally gave a full season. And how many finals did I play in last year? Seven. Six out of eight. And I had Keenan Allen on all my teams as well, except maybe one team. I'm assuming that's the one that didn't make the finals. No, yeah, that team. I that was the team I didn't make the finals. That was just a bad. Seat. That was a bad draft. I don't know what the hell happened. I think I was under the influence of some type of liquor. <laughs> Anyways, um, I drafted him pretty early compared to a lot of other wide receivers. Um, and I told people last year, like, listen, his last two injuries. In 2016, he had an ACL tear from the week one, and that that's that was just like a freak accident. That does, that doesn't normally happen, especially for his situation. His injury that he had the year before, where he had to miss the remainder of the season after playing a few games, was a like a tear in his kidneys, like a lacerated kidneys. That's not normal for mm-hmm. an NFL player. Yeah. You know, an ACL tear, and you get that maybe seven, eight weeks going into the season, that guy is not physically ready to play football. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, his body deteriorates after playing, you know, a certain amount of games. Or, you know, his body weakens. But to get in week one after a few plays, that was just... Shouldn't even happen. It was turning wrong or something. Footwork got messed up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So that's why, for me, I have him at five. I think he's going to put up big numbers still, especially under Phillip Rivers, knowing that he's the main guy, the go-to guy. So I have him at five. Number four, I have Michael Thomas. Like I said, I got Drew Brees at number five for a reason. They're going to be throwing a lot. And Michael Thomas is geared up to have another good season, I feel. Um, Number three, DeAndre Hopkins. Did you see what he was doing with Deshaun? I feel like Royal Fuller was doing a lot more with Deshaun than Hopkins was. But he was... Hopkins wasn't doing nothing with nobody else. So imagine getting a full, healthy Deshaun, and hopefully he plays the whole season. Fuller Fuller will still do well. But obviously you have to respect Deshaun Hopkins. Wait, did I say, just say Deshaun Hopkins? Mm-hmm. DeAndre yep. Hopkins. I'm losing it. Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins. Who cares? They're just mm-hmm. full of it. Get it? <laughs> Anyways, I think he's geared up to have a really good season this year, especially now having a full off season with their main quarterback. I think it's just going to happen. Number two, you got to pay him. And if you don't pay him, he's still going to ball out. Odell Beckham Jr., yeah, the ankle injury, but I don't think it's going to stop him from playing the way he's going to be playing and from being Odell Beckham. The guy is an athletic freak. He's a freaking He's nature. fast. He can jump. He catches anything. He, he He's a superstar. Yep. He's he a rock star. And there's only one wide receiver who I think is better than him, and that's who I have ranked number one, and that's Antonio Brown. Yep. So at the end of the day, that those are my wide receiver rankings and the reasons why I have them ranked at that level and so on. Next, we're going to get into tight ends, which tight ends. It's a little bit more um, harder to pick, but I know we've been not we haven't given our sleepers for running backs, tight ends and wide receivers, but we're going to do it after we do the tight ends. All right. Um, but we're, I'm going to start off tight ends and number five, I got Zach Ertz. Uh, I mean, Nick Foles was using him. <laughs> if Carson Wentz comes back, Carson Wentz was balling with him. You know, so uh, there's, tight end is very spread very thin. And I just feel that Zach Ertz is going to be one of those top guys that you got to draft at tight end. Oh, yep. Carson Wentz one-on-one drills today. You know what, what's going on in a lot of other camps with quarterbacks? They're doing 7-on-7, 11-on-11 drills. Yeah, that's what we on that. He's on one on ones. Now you see why I don't got him ranked. <laughs> Anyways, back to my tight end ranking. Number four, I got Kyle Rudolph. I think with Kirk Cousins, he's gonna have a great year. Look at when Jordan Reed was playing, look at what Kirk Cousins did with him. He did pretty well. Did phenomenal. So right. it's only a high higher ceiling for Kyle Rudolph with Kirk Cousins. I actually have him at nine. Nine? Yeah. Get out, get out the studio. Get out the studio. Where's my dog? Escort him out. Anyways, on number three, I got Greg Olson. Listen, if I got Cam number one, you know I got to put Greg Olson there. Greg Olson, Greg Olson went healthy. Amazing. Puts up phenomenal numbers. You know that. That's their number one receiver. Even when, even when Benjamin was there, they were still throwing it to Olsen more. You know? Uh, number two, I got Rob Gronkowski. Um, I'm going to see who you have number one. 
Well, let me tell you why I have Rob Gurkowski too, and I really wanted to move him out of two and not at one either. And this is why I normally don't even... Ha- I don't draft Rob Gurkowski. I have him too just for the listeners and for everybody else's sake, basically. I don't draft Rob, Rob Gurkowski. Why? What did I tell you in the beginning of this show about the most important thing in fantasy football? Reception? It's imp- no. It's important to have a player that plays consistently on your team. I'm, I feel like he's always consistent. When healthy. When was the last time he played a full season? I don't remember. I don't even know. Maybe rookie year. Maybe even not even rookie year. The guy always is sitting out certain games. So, are you really going to draft a backup tight end and waste a bench spot on a backup tight end? Or even at that, if you do draft a backup tight end, if your league has allows that much space on a roster, are you going to draft a backup tight end early? A second backup tight end within the first 10 rounds? After drafting Rob in the first or second round? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. But there's a huge risk reward yeah the reward he puts up numbers when he does play the risk is when he doesn't play that's zero points so that's why for me i i always try to avoid rob gronkowski like i gotta be like wow all 10 of my (laughs) my tight ends i got on my list are gone except rob gronkowski like i got no choice but to take rob now and even at that i probably wouldn't even take rob gronkowski so, all my friends listening on the podcast, y'all know, I'm not drafting Rob Gronkowski. You guys can have him. It's yeah. fine. So, if I'm ahead of you you want Rob Gronkowski, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sweat the bullets. But, I mean, come on. No. I, I, I need a guy at that position, which is a very thin position, to play consistently every day. That's why I got Travis Kelsey at number one. You know? At the end of the day, the guy plays consistent. The guy gets the ball. He plays like a wide receiver. He balls out his mind. You know? So, that's why I got Travis Kelsey over Rob Kronkowski. What's your top? What's your five? All right. My top five is going to actually um, shock you a little bit. Oh, no. Is it another 49er? No, actually, my 49ers rank six. So. Oh, okay. Not that far from five. Yeah, but, I mean, he's six, so. Okay. All right, so number five, they have David Njoku. Okay. He's from Cleveland Browns, for those of you that don't know. Mm-hmm. The reason I have him as um, number five is because he's a quick right receiver. He's, like, really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also got Tyrod Taylor throwing to him. So, it will like, those passes will get completed mm-hmm. unless David Njoku suddenly forgets how to catch. But those passes will get completed, and he will – run the ball downfield. And he's not just quick. He's a big tight end. Like, okay. he's not as big as Gronk, but he's one of those big ones. That, oh, yeah. That you got to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is Evan Ingram from New York. Okay. Because um, he, he's just... I got him six on mine, so that's... Four is good. He was he was very debatable. Like, for me, it was just, like, hit or miss, like... They just have to. They just need to add him into the playbook a, a lot more because I feel like he wouldn't be utilized as much last season, even when it came down to them pretty much having no receivers. Yeah. Um. But if they utilize him the right way and they make sure that um when Saquon can't get the ball, when Odell can't get the ball, he has to get the ball. Well, you see, what worries me the most with that is 
you'll sit here and be like, well, then if this worries you, how can you have Odell Beckham at number two? Odell Beckham, you could throw the ball away from him and he'll go get it. Evan Ingram is a phenomenal tight end, don't get me wrong, but he's not Odell Beckham. And what worries me is Eli Manning. And so, we know Eli has pass issues. <laughs> to those of you that don't know me, if you if you knew me before the draft, I insisted that the Giants pick up a quarterback. You got to get uh, it done. You ain't the only one. I insisted on it. I I understood I understood Saquon is like the best running back to come out of the draft in years, but Eli is past his prime. He he's way past his decline. They should have drafted a quarterback, whether it be Mayfield or whoever it was. Mm-hmm. But they they dropped the ball by getting Saquon. Oh hell no! No, I don't think they dropped the ball and getting Saquon. I just. I just feel they're just going to use Eli this year, and then next year they're going to draft a quarterback. The best quarterback coming out next year is either the one from UCF, Jalen Hurts, or um, Will Greer. And you could trade up. None of them are that good. That would lead a franchise. Oh, no, no. I know that. But when you got a superstar and you're going to pay him his money like Odell, I know they're going to pay him his money. And you have a running back like Saquon Barkley, and you got a tight end like Evan Ingram. You got the pieces around a quarterback that doesn't have to be great. Perfect example: Mark Sanchez, trash quarterback for the Jets. And what happened? He took him to the AFC Championship. Yep, I makes sense. You know, so you you don't have to have a superstar quarterback to go with superstar. Sometimes that may not even work. So, where we at? Number three. Number three. Jimmy Graham. I'm I'm believing the hype, dra- hype train. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I believe that him... I'm throw my Kool-Aid away. <laughs> I believe him being with... Um, him being with Aaron Rodgers is going to be beneficial for, for both of them. And it's going to take them further than, the, than what they both believe they can do. And you know what? You're not alone... But I'm not with you. I'm going to put it like this. You know that Excel spreadsheet I told you about with players and it's color-coded? Yeah. Jimmy's in red. <laughs> I, I'm just not drafting Jimmy. I don't give a what they talk about. They better talk about this W that we put on Lambeau Field today. They can talk about the end zone celebration all they want to. But I know what better be behind is that W. Like, it's just my opinion. And you know what? I'm not saying Jimmy is going to have a bad season. I just feel like Aaron Rodgers has never uplifted any tight end. And, you know, arguably he's had good tight ends, you know, to on his team. But, there's again, it comes down to risk-reward. You're going to take a risk because Jimmy Graham does have the talent and does have the ability to play very well, you know, and that would be the reward. But you're taking a risk with Aaron Rodgers who doesn't, necessarily go to a lot of tight ends and then the other risks I also bring up with Jimmy Graham the um, injury that he recently had is the reason why he's declined is because he can't jump and elevate as much with that previous injury he just had and that's what, what that was his big thing when he was in New Orleans 
with Drew Brees. Drew Brees threw it, and all I did was see Jimmy Graham elevate over every defender, grab the ball, come down with the ball. He can't even do that now with since his injury. So for me, it's just like risk-reward with that. And for me, that's why for, on my Excel spreadsheet, he's a red. I know on a lot of people's lists, he's high like you, but... Well, I can tell anybody that's probably going to do a draft with me, I'm not picking him up. Oh, okay. There it's just, go. you know, like you said, it's just for the people out there. That's yeah, listening. that just want to hear it, that, like Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. And, that, and that's why I got Travis Kelsey as two. But he's a legit reason. Like, yeah, he can do the work. And then Gronk is one. Gotcha. So, I know we went through our top five and top one those. What are your sleeper? Who was your sleeper at running back? I don't think we went over that. Oh, my sleeper at running back? Matt Breda. Gotcha. Mine's Jarrett McKinnon. Because he's not on a lot of people's radars. I don't even know if, he, if he's even in the top 10 in ESPN. Mm, he's number 13. Exactly. And I just think he's going to have a phenomenal season. Um, At wide receiver, I'm going to give you five. And I have a ton more sleepers. But I'm only giving you five because these are guys I may not draft. Because the other two I will. And I know the people I know that are in my leagues are listening to the podcast po- podcast possibly. So my sleep my sleepers go in this order. Nelson Aguilar. Corey Davis from the Tennessee Titans. He's a playmaker. Watch this year. Especially now that Decker's out the picture. I'm telling you, Corey Davis is going to step up big this year. Martavius Bryant in Oakland. Sammy Watkins. And the other big sleeper. Actually, I'm going to hold this guy. I'm not going <laughs> to mention him. I'm going to mention these other three sleepers on wide receivers that I have after my drafts. So <laughs> when week one happens, I will mention these names. And you're going to be my witness that I have them down here. All right. For next time. Who do you, ha- who do you Who's your sleeper at wide receiver? It doesn't oh. have to be five. Just whatever you have. All right. So I got Will Fuller. Okay. Because um, that connection, like I said, with Deshaun Watson is just amazing. Then I got A.J. Green. Mm-hmm. I still feel like he got something in the tank and like he can still be a great player. Um, Next up, I got Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Cause is with, he really a sleeper, though? He's not a sleeper, but when you really think of wide receivers, tell me not. Do you think of Stephon Diggs? I do. I thought about him last year. I wanted him in a draft, and somebody drafted him early. That's why I can't consider him a sleeper, you know? Like, he's de- it's for me, if you're a wide receiver one or wide receiver two, you're you're a sleeper. And I, and it's arguably, people can argue Nelson Aguilar because of the season he had last year, so maybe he may not be a sleeper. And Sammy Watkins. I feel The like- only reason I have him a sleeper is people do sleep on Nelson Aguilar, and he won't be drafted until later. And then Sammy Watkins, he just went to a whole new team. I just feel like no one put respect on Stephon Diggs' name until the miracle catch. Nah, it, trust me. I I was watching Stephon Diggs since the year before. And I know people didn't know about him the year before last year, but I think last year a lot of people caught on to him. Because if you really wanted to pick a sleeper out of that team at wide receiver, I would pick more Adam Thien. Even though Adam Thien has more upside than Diggs, 
I think people respect more Diggs than Adam Thien, in my opinion. But keep going. And my last two is Amari Cooper and Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, okay, but Amari Cooper. I don't know. With with Gruden back in the helms, I feel like Jesus couldn't help him catch anything. ACDC is coming back. Jesus cannot help Amari Cooper catch anything. ACDC is going to be on a tour, on tour again. I guarantee you Amari Cooper leads the league and drop passes again this year. Is that going to be one of our bets? That is going to be one of our bets. I'm writing right. this down so we don't forget <laughs> it. Who's your sleeper tight end? My sleeper tight end is Kiddo at six. Just one. Don't have to be. Oh. Oof. Yep, then definitely George Kittle. Because everyone hates the Niners for some reason. And no one really knows the rookie. Or, I mean, previous rookie. Gotcha. But he is definitely a sleeper. I got two sleepers. (laughs) And one I'm not saying. My one sleeper is actually somebody who you rank fifth. And David, um, the dude from Cleveland. And Joku? David and Joku, yeah. But my other sleeper, I'll tell you all fair. Because <laughs> nobody's going to draft this guy. It's and a I secret. Think, yeah, and this is a guy I will be drafting. He's on nobody's top 10. We'll tell you week one, guys. Maybe not even 15. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's going to be, that's my sleeper uh, for that pick. So that's going to include the, the fantasy football ranking segment. And, uh, Obviously, as the season progresses, preseason progresses, we'll update you with injuries and, you know, if we change our mind on anything before the season starts. And then when the season starts, we're just going to tell you, damn, we effed up or <laughs> I told you so. It's going to be one of the two. Tune into our next episode, which should be out by the end of next week or early the following week. Until next time, see you guys. Hey guys, thanks for another great show. Stay up to date by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Gent Sports. And go ahead and go on over to the Gent Sports Facebook page and give us a like. To listen to the newest episode, go and follow us on soundcloud.com backslash Gent Sports. <laughs>